Well, hello, and welcome to Into His Word Podcast. That's I-N-N-T-O, His Word Podcast. Yes, I'm your host and minister and sometimes preacher, but we're going to get into the Word of God today, as usual, Into His Word Podcast. Let us pray and keep in remembrance of all those people that are uh, going through things right now today in this in this terrible time that we live in. Uh, we will be touching brief uh, momentarily here. Coming up soon, we're going to be touching on the four horsemen, the four horsemen. So we'll get into that a little in a future podcast. So I want you to tune in for that. And uh, so when you come back to listen to the podcast, it will either be called the seven seals or the four horsemen, four horsemen or seven seals. Those will be the key words to look for, no doubt. So as we pray, let's get into it. Lord Jesus, we ask you today, God, to touch our hearts, open our minds and our souls to be receptive to your word. Lord, there's so many people out there that are in need, that aren't as fortunate as others, and we pray for them, that they're able to raise their awareness in life, that their eyes would be open unto the events that's taking place today in this world, in this society that we live in, and that the whole world, the whole universe, hallelujah, the whole country will only know that true salvation, true deliverance, and real happiness only comes through you, Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Lord, we're aware that people are looking for something to fill the emptiness in their hearts, the void in their lives. And I sincerely believe that that can only come through you and through a hunger and a thirst for you. So, Lord, as we go forth, once again, I ask you to open our hearts and our minds to be receptive to the word. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. And everybody that's listening in your cars, in different countries, in different great states of these united, said amen. Well, praise God and, and thank you for joining again to Into His Word podcast. Let's get into it. As you're reaching for your Bibles, if you don't already have it nearby, uh, please turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 42, and I'm going to get my Bible, and I'm going to turn here as well. Psalms, chapter 42, and we're going to read verse 1, and it says, As the heart panteth after the water brooks. So panteth my soul after thee, O God. Uh, let's go ahead and read verse 2. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? Lord, let the hearer of the word be blessed by your word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we enter into this Bible study this afternoon, morning, evening, whatever time it is that you're listening to us, 
Uh, we're so thankful that you have joined in to listen. We encourage you to come back and listen again. As Ruth, in the book of Ruth, uh, Ruth, uh, she took the leftovers. She gleaned from the field. G-L-E-A-N. She gleaned from the food, from the field, excuse me, the leftovers. Uh, there's something always in the field in the word of God. The word of God could be the field, if you would, because it just touches on so much and it feeds our soul. So you can always glean something from in to his word podcast. Something that can help you along your journey, something that can give you an, an enlightenment of the word of God. So I encourage you to come back frequently and listen to in to his word podcast. All right, we already read Psalms 42 and 1. And it says, during a, uh, during a pandemic, one of the most precious commodities are sought after and often difficult to find. Prior to any shortages, many people would carry it with them when jogging, walking, working, and cycling. All of us need it. Water. Water is symbolic in the Bible of quite a few things, and we're going to really just focus on one of the things today. Water is symbolizing faith, symbolizing uh, salvation, and symbolizing provision. Provision. But for our sakes today, we're going to talk about salvation because salvation is very important before uh, uh, heaven. Yes, because in order to get there, which this is going to be our prelude before the four horsemen, we need to make sure that we're on the right pathway to get to know more about the four horsemen. Why get the horse before the cart, so to speak? We know life is a, we know water is a life source. We know water has many uses. Some people use water for the lawn, drinking water, as we already uh, mentioned, and we uh, use water to wash our clothes, wash our car, to swim in. And that's just to name a few things. Maybe you might use water to dilute a, a drink because it might be too strong. So you add a little water to it. Uh, you might use water when you're mixing some flour or when the women are in the kitchen cooking. So they're going to mix a little water in their flour uh, in, to make the dough a little more elastic and so they can mix it and stir it. Uh, the same would go true if they're making a cake. So you understand the uses of water and you can go on and think of many more yourself. I know sometimes when I'm at my full-time secular job, uh, I get thirsty because I'm, I'm working. So I get thirsty. So I stop by the water fountain. We have several of them around and I get a cool drink of water and it's so refreshing. If it, uh, I, I live in a desert area, so water is pretty important, especially if you're hot outside and, and you're working and cutting the grass, digging ditches, moving bricks, you know, doing uh, working in the garden, working in the flower bed, and, and it's hot outside. Oh, Arizona is a good place. I've heard it gets up to 120 in Arizona, and I think water would be a pretty hot commodity or a pretty popular, a pretty sought after commodity because water would save your life. 
Water could literally save your life. Uh, according to H.H. Mitchell, Mitchell, in the Journal of Biological Chemistry on page 158, the brain and heart are comprised of 73% of water, and the lungs are about 83% of water. Skin is about 64% of water. Muscles and kidneys, about 79%. And your bones, 31% of water. This lets you know that we are, water is very needful for our body to survive, for us to, uh, to, to be hydrated, if you would, for our own physical well-being, for our own salvation of our sustaining of life. Uh, during biblical times in Palestine, water was a source. When people found water, it was a scarce source. But when people found the water, they knew where it was and they gathered there. Water was important because it was so scarce. And when they did find that water, oh man, let, let's go. We got to get to that water because this is a dry and a thirsty land. It was it's the desert and we got to have that water. Well, while God's people was on the run, gathered at the Red Sea, they were blocked. You guys remember that story? But God made a way to get through the water and he used Moses and Moses lifted up his hands and he had help. But the people, God's chosen people passed through that water, symbolizing a sort of baptism as going through the water as they were, which provided salvation for them as they passed through the water. It saved them from the onslaught and from the attack of Pharaoh and his army because Pharaoh and his army was pursuing the children of Israel. As we all know that story, they were in hot pursuit. And as they were in hot pursuit of Pharaoh and his army, they, uh, sorry, as the Pharaoh and his army was in hot pursuit of the children of Israel, they were frightened when they got to the Red Sea and they didn't know what was going to happen. They thought they were doomed. But God used Moses to get them through the water. And as they got on the other side uh, of the Red Sea over on dry land, they crossed. God made a highway. He made a freeway for them to pass through that Red Sea on dry land. And as they got onto the other side of that Red Sea, onto the other part of the dry land, and as Pharaoh and his armies was in hot pursuit of the children of Israel, they were on their chariots going through that Red Sea probably more than likely amazed at the feet of God that this tremendous sea, the, the water had just parted and they were going through on dry land. But for everybody, water would not be in this day, water would not be a saving force because Pharaoh and his army uh, was demolished in the Red Sea on this day as the walls caved in of water, the walls of water caved in. So this water became a detriment to them, no doubt. Noah and his family was gathered in the ark and floated to safety on water after warning the people that it was going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Noah, what are you doing? I'm building an ark. Why are you building an ark? I'm building an ark because it's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Well, we never heard of any rain. They laughed. They mocked. But when it rained for 40 days and for 40 nights, Noah and his family was saved by water, by obeying the word of God, by getting into that ark 
and rising above the turmoil, rising above the, uh, the tribulation that was upon the face of the earth. The Bible says that the water covered the whole face of the earth, but Noah and his family was above it all. They rose above all the problems, just like us, just like true believers of Christ. When you're born again of the water and when you're born again of the spirit, baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, live a holy life, the best that you can, the absolute best that you can, sanctify, separate it from the world for his purpose. Hallelujah. We're going to rise above the problems of this life. We, the Bible tells us that the dead in Christ shall rise first. Hallelujah. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up in the clouds in the air. Hallelujah. We're going to be caught up with God in the air in the clouds, but we're going to rise above all the problems and above all the turmoil, above all the tribulation that's upon the face of this earth. We're going to rise one day. We've gone camping and there was a, there was a store. And when we went camping, there's a store near the swimming pool. And next to one another, many people were gathered at the pool. And all these people had one thing in common. It was hot. They were gathered by the swimming pool. And what's in the swimming pool? Water. That's right. They all wanted water. They all wanted to cool their bodies. They all wanted a refreshing time at the swimming pool. They all wanted to cool down. Water was the source of their comfort. Water was their salvation from the heat of the day. Water would cool them down. It was water that they needed. And it was water that they found. And the funny thing about it, as I said earlier, whenever some there's a lot of water and when there's circumstances in life dictated, a lot of people gather around water. Just think about it. How often have you gone to the beach? How often have you gone to the lake, to the stream, to the river to get refreshed from water? Water is refreshing. There is a necessity for water in the Christian's life. John chapter five, verse one, it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews. Oh, I'll wait for you guys to turn there. John chapter five, verse one. And it says this, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda. Verse uh, number three, there these lay great multitude of impotent folk, which was blind, halt, withered, waiting for what? Waiting. For the move of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season of the pool to trouble the water. Whosoever then first, after troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease they had. So you see how important water is. The house of Bethesda, the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, this place, uh, the sheep market, uh, a market where they sold sheep. Pretty obvious, but this sheep market was next to the pool. Well, I wonder why. Well, they had sheep and they would get thirsty, so they'd have a place to drink, see, a place to sustain life, 
was the water for the sheep. Do you see how important water here is in the Bible and in our lives? Water is very important. Uh, this place called Bethesda was called the house of mercy. It, it had five porches, but this is a, a house of mercy or flowing water uh, at this place of Bethesda, uh, having five porches. Can you imagine five porches worth of sheep or people gathered at the market? This must have been a pretty large market, probably larger than most swap meets. Maybe it was as large as the uh, uh, Mall of America. Hallelujah. Who knows? But it was pretty large. It says a great multitude of impotent folk laid there. These people had diseases. They had problems. They were sick. They were uh, discouraged, whatever was going on in their life. But what bottom there? They knew if they can get in that pool of water, if they could just touch the water, if they can get into that water, they've heard the, the stories about the angel coming, touching and stirring up the pool of water. Hallelujah. And these impotent folk, halt, withered, they came waiting Sometimes we got to wait on the Lord to stir things up. But sometimes God is waiting on us to get stirred up. Hallelujah. God waits and we wait. Hallelujah. But all we have to do is lift him up and praise and worship God in the Holy Ghost filled service with Holy Ghost filled saints. And God will come down and bless you. God will come down and touch you because just like these people, they was waiting at the pool. And hallelujah, you come to church. Hallelujah, you come, you come, you come, and you're waiting for the stirring of the water. You're waiting for the spirit of God to move upon the face of the waters, if you would, just like it would in Genesis, just like it did in Genesis. The Bible says that the spirit moved upon the face of the water. So when we're here in church, we're waiting for the spirit to move it within us, to move within the congregation, to move upon the hearts and minds of people, to increase our faith. That's why we come to church, for our faith to be increased, that we can make it if we can just get a hold of God in the spiritual realm. And these people gathered at the market, at the sheep market, at the near the pool, because the Bible tells us there was a great multitude. That doesn't mean just one, two, seven, eight, or 12. That means a great multitude. And great can be a very large number when you're talking about Jesus Christ and the miracles that he can work. In my heart and in my mind, I believe that it was more than just four or five or 12 people in that place. Not meaning that four or five could not be touched, but I, the Bible says this, it tells us it was a great multitude letting us know that something these people they gathered, like I told you earlier, like I said earlier, whenever people find out where the water was, they went and gathered there because in this case, especially they knew that at a certain season, at a certain time that the angel would come and stir or trouble the water. So they moved by faith. To have that water troubled, to have that water moved and stirred. 
Hallelujah. So we come to church to stir up the water in the church. So be it to stir up the spirit of God, to stir it up so that we can be healed, that we can be touched, that we can be delivered from whatever afflictions, whatever problems it is that we have in the church for our faith to be encouraged. Hallelujah. For our faith to be built up in God, because we realize on our own, we can't do it. Sometimes we need to pray. Sometimes we need to fast. Sometimes we just need to be around the altar of God and hear from the word of God. And that's why into his word podcast is here because I realize that everyone needs to hear the word of God. Hallelujah. That's my burden is to get the word of God out to people so that they could hear the word of God and be encouraged. Hallelujah. To live for God the best to their ability. Hallelujah. And to follow God's word. Because if you get the word in you, hallelujah, continually in you, it will be in you a well of living water springing up to everlasting life. It's the word of God and we need it in us. In the Bible, more than healing takes place where the water is found. More than healing takes place where water is found. Wow, well. Well, Brother Petrus, you didn't touched on just about everything already healing, but there's more to it with the water. There's a, an important part with water. Matthew 3 and 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Matthew 3 and 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. Hallelujah. Here we have a, a quick, a few verses. You can read Matthew chapter three or Luke on your own to get more of a narrative, more of the story of what took place here. But here we have John the Baptist. He was, he was baptizing people unto repentance. And here he says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. See, there was some water around, but they just couldn't let that water go to waste. Hallelujah. No doubt it took a little time to get to that water. But when they found it, John knew that there was a reason because he was preaching the word of God. He was saying, uh, there's going to come somebody after me. John was the forerunner. John was the messenger. John, uh, John, uh, uh, hallelujah. He was the uh, the cousin of Jesus, John the Baptist. He was the cousin of Jesus. So it's all in the family here. And many times in the church, we have different family members holding different positions in one church, or they go out and start another church or go across town and marry somebody else. And the, the sister marries a brother in another church. And anyway, it's all in the family. And you know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Here, John the Baptist was leading the way for his cousin. He said, there's somebody that's going to come after you. He's, he's better than me, but he's going to come after me. And he is preferred before me, but he's coming after me. Hallelujah. And he is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I'm telling you, there come a time in God's in your life when you get the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus name. You will get excited about the word. You will get excited about living for God. You will get excited about reading the word of God. You will get excited when it comes time to 
excuse me, tell somebody else about the word of God when you're witnessing. Is this going to well up in you? Hallelujah. It's going to be like fire shut up in your bones and you just got to get it out and it may come out a little loud. It may come out a little forceful. Hallelujah. You don't need anything about it, but it's just contained in your soul and you're able to get it out and that Holy Ghost take over. Praise God. And you're hearing the word of God with the anointing that breaks the yoke. Praise God. Hallelujah. But it says here that in 13, it says Jesus, uh, he came from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized of John. Now, I did a little map search, a little use my my ruler and all this kind of stuff to check this. That's about a 70 mile walk. That's just how important it is for Jesus to get baptized so that all scripture would be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Jesus had a need to be baptized of John, his cousin, so that all the scripture would be fulfilled. But not only that all scripture would be fulfilled, also that Jesus would be setting the example for those that believe in the word of God, that they have to get baptized. Hallelujah. Jesus led by example. Praise God. So as a leader in a church, as the pastor of the church, as somebody in leadership in the church, we should lead an example as in, in lead an example as an example on your job in positions of authority. Lead by example. Hallelujah. A good example, of course, not a bad example, but lead an example. This is how God wants us to do it. This is how God wants us to be. Hallelujah. Examples. Living epistles, living letters, read and seen of men, because men are going to read you. Women are going to read you. People are going to read you. They're going to judge you by the way you, way you act, the way you talk, what you say, body language, facial expressions. Be an example. Praise God. The water and spirit met through the baptism of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter three, verse 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. John saw the Spirit of God descending upon Jesus, giving confirmation and descending, lighting on him, landing on him from above. I'm telling you, when you get that confirmation, there's nothing else. I believe that John the Baptist already knew that there was a confirmation there. Remember, they leaped for joy in the womb earlier on when, when uh, Martha and Mary, hallelujah, or Elizabeth got together. Martha and Elizabeth, hallelujah, got together. Oh, I'm sorry. Martha, uh, Elizabeth, and um, what's her name? Elizabeth and uh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Mar Elizabeth and G uh, Mary got together. They the babies leaped for joy. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Ghost was already there. Hallelujah. I can't help but to think that the that the two mothers, they probably, you know, danced to jig themselves. Hallelujah. Feeling good. The Holy Ghost is inside me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. The New Testament salvation is for you. And for whoever our Lord, our God shall call. It's for everybody. 
It's even for, for those you witness to. They may reject it. Hallelujah. But it's for them. This plan, this is the this is the correct way. This is the correct guide. This is the correct way to do it. Jesus showed us how important baptism was in Matthew 3 and 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee uh, to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. If baptism wasn't so important, if an example didn't have to be set, Jesus would not have gone through a 70 mile walk in that hot desert. And he may have had a little water with him along the way. The Bible doesn't say that. But 70 miles in the desert, I'm sure he had something in that little uh, canteen, if you would, uh, to drink some water along the way. It uh, instructed, instructed his followers, the disciples, to go out and to do the same. In Matthew uh, 28, 18, Jesus came and spake these uh, unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And here's the command. This command is not only for you, it's for me, but it's for the disciples. Hallelujah. Now, do you know, do you remember what a disciple is? We've already touched on that somewhere in the past, but I'll just uh, mention it again. A disciple is a student. Hallelujah. A student of Jesus Christ. Uh, a new convert, if you would. Because when we get in the church, we don't know anything. We, most of us, we come in off the street, hallelujah, from our, uh, our, our lifestyles prior to Christ, uh, PC or PK, uh, yeah, PC prior to Christ. We come out uh, from the world uh, doing all these weird things that people in the world do that are contrary to the ways of God. And, and when we get there into the church, hallelujah, we become disciples because Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. So here we are. We're studying the word of God. We're excited about the word of God. Hallelujah. Is this a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway? All those old things are passing away and all these new things are in our, it's just all new. We're like newborn babes. We're like a babe with a, with a blank slate. Teach me. Teach me. I'm hungry for the word of God. I want to know more about the word of God. I want to know how to straighten out my life. I want to straighten out my life. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengtheneth me. Hallelujah. But I need the strength. Hallelujah. Through, through God, through the man of God, through the preacher, through into his word podcast to help me live for God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So he gave them, a, so the disciples, he told the disciples, he told the students, those that are learning, go ye therefore, Matthew 28 and 19, go ye therefore teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name and, in, and of the Holy Ghost. So baptizing them in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son and, in, and of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Praise God. Well, I must have to ask you this question. Hallelujah. What is the name of the Father? What is the name of the Son and of the Holy Ghost? 
you can find the answers to that. Go ahead and open your Bible to John chapter 14 for most of your answers. Praise God. I'll let you read that on your own. So God will give you that revelation. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Right now, let's pray. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, there's going to be those that are listening that may not trust, they may not believe, and they may not understand what I just said in Matthew 28, 19. So Lord, I'm asking you that you open up their hearts, open up their minds and their souls to be receptive to as they read. Give them an understanding, Lord. Hallelujah. Give them proper discernment of your word, God. Hallelujah. Better yet, a revelation of your word, God that will help lead and guide them into the pathways of righteousness, that will lead and guide them into all truth, that will lead and guide them, Lord, into the knowledge of the one true God. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Back to the word. Hallelujah. So in 28 and uh, in next verse, he says teaching. So he's given these disciples, these students, a a task, a command, a, a, uh, a job duty. He said, first, you're going to go out and baptize everybody in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Then you're going to teach them. Now, that necessarily doesn't happen in that order. Sometimes you got to teach first, and then you can baptize. So therefore, the person understands the reason why they're getting baptized. Hallelujah. Uh, I think we already touched on baptism in, in one of the other uh, episodes here. Praise God. So there is a reason for all of this that takes place. So this water is very important, as you can see. We need water to baptize. We need water to take care of the business of God. We need water to fulfill the great commandment. We need water to sustain our life, to take us from one point of life, hallelujah, to a better point in life, if you would, hallelujah. That water can change a whole lot in your life. Uh, the Bible tells us that Noah and the eight souls were saved by water, praise God. It was the water of that flood, hallelujah that lasted for 40 days and for 40 nights. That water helped save Noah. Passing through the Red Sea helped save God's people. Hallelujah. And Jesus being baptized of John, his cousin, John the Baptist, who only had the message of repentance and warned the people saying, I only can have the message of repentance. That's it. I can get you there. But there's somebody else who's going to take it a little deeper. Somebody else has got the whole plan of salvation. And his name is Jesus. And that's my cousin. He's going to take you all the way through. The disciples followed the leader, Jesus, his great commission. And when learning about the way, you are a disciple, as I already said, you're a stu student. We learn to walk, talk, drive, run, use a knife, use a fork etc. As a disciple, as a kid, you are learning. When you come into the church, you are learning. Hallelujah. And you take on the way. 
You take on the way of Christianity. You take on the way of the apostolic way. You take on the Pentecostal way. Hallelujah. Tongue talking, holy rolling, holy rolling, born again believer in the liberating power of Jesus name. Praise God. Hallelujah. You take on a new walk. You take on a new way of living. Hallelujah. You are not the same like you used to be. Your life is on a road to change and you are changing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, therefore, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore, if any man, woman or child, I'll put, I'll just, I'm not adding to the word. I'm just expounding, just making it a little clear because most of the time the Bible says men, but this is for everybody. Second Corinthians 5 and 17 says, therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. All things become new. So once you go down in the water, baptize in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness, which means the remission, buying back, taking away your sins. Uh, hallelujah. Jesus using the disciples, using somebody in your life, somebody giving you a Bible study, somebody leading you do the, through the ways of salvation into his word podcast, leading you down the roadway to salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And along the way, we'll make a few stops before we get to that water, but we're going to get to the water. Praise God. But he says, therefore, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. But what kind of things have passed away? Well, you know, those old things that you used to do, the old way that you used to talk, profane language, things that make you feel conviction, makes you feel wrong, idolizing uh, certain situations, certain sports figures, media celebrities, the act of paying honors. What is that? It's the act of paying honors to a divine being. Uh, when we start worshiping uh, these 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 people, these celebrities of all sorts, uh, hallelujah, that's uh, the act of paying honors to a divine being when we should be paying and worshiping the divine being, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That's what the divine is. That's what the purpose of honor and worship is. Hallelujah. Adoration consists in external homage uh, accompanied with the uh, highest reverence. It's used for the act of praying or preferring request, thanksgivings to a supreme being. And this is why we have to show adoration to God. He is our supreme being. He is the one that that's died on the cross for our sins and for our salvation. He is the one. But this is all done Hallelujah, so that we can be saved, so that we can make heaven our final destination, our final uh, uh, our final stomping grounds, our final stop, if you would. Remember, we are just pilgrims passing through this land, passing through this place. Hallelujah, God wants to save us all so bad. He died upon that cross for your sins and for mine. 
Hallelujah. Right now, I can't help but to believe that if you're really listening to this word of God with all your heart, uh, wanting and desiring a change in your mind, wanting and, and, and you know, you can't figure out a way out. Uh, hallelujah. You can't figure out uh, how to get out of your situation. Hallelujah. Want something better in your life. I can't believe I believe that somebody's out there listening at the sound of my voice. They want Jesus. They want more in their life. They want better. They've tried it on their own and have hit the ground. Oh, you may have gotten picked back up again by your own ways, but that's not the ways of God. You may have prayed for it, but God gives you that blessing so that you'll come closer to him. God is trying to draw you near. Draw me near, near precious Lord to thy blessed bleeding side. So Jesus is trying to draw you near. Hallelujah. By answering your prayers. God is a, he's faithful. He's a, he is a God and it is impossible for him to lie. So all you need is a little bit of faith. Hallelujah. And keep on trying and God will answer your prayers. So right now I know God is listening to this and I know you're listening with all your heart. And right now some will struggle to understand what I've said and struggle to believe it struggle to understand and believe the baptism is important and how important water is in the life of a Christian, how important water is in the life of a believer. But hallelujah. But that's okay because scripture has something for us. And I hope this helps you as I read this going. Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to to first Corinthians. Turn your Bible to first Corinthians chapter two. Verse 14. Now it says this, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Hallelujah. You get that? If you're still a natural man, if you're still a natural person, you know, depending on the desires of your flesh and your mind, hallelujah, your carnal-minded thinking, if you're still depending and trusting in those things, you'll never ever understand the spiritual things of God. You won't be able to discern them. You won't understand them because the Bible just tells us that they're foolishness to you. But hallelujah, I still have hope that you will read, you will listen to Into His Word podcast. You will read the word, you will read scriptures as we mentioned them. And as you read and listen to Into His Word podcast, your faith will be encouraged. Hallelujah. Your understanding will be broadened and opened up and God will feed you with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. He'll see your hunger and your thirst for righteousness. And just like the woman at the well, he'll give you water to drink. Hallelujah. He'll give you the water to drink. Hallelujah. Follow Jesus' teaching and his ways. Well, what's the point in all that? What, what's going to happen with that? Well, if trials are too much, to, if trials are too much, pray, trust, and give them to Jesus. Your life will fall into line. That's what's going to happen. That's what's in it for you. Your interests will change. Some of these same these things that before you came to Jesus, before you became a disciple, I didn't say baptized 
and born again of the water of the spirit. I said, a disciple. Before you became a student, hallelujah, some of these things, hallelujah, as a student, they're going to pass away. Your interests are going to pass away. You're going to say, you know what? Hey, that, that's not too bad. I like what that what the Bible says about this. I like what the Bible says about that. Oh, that, that, that's working on my soul. That's working on my heart. I understand that. Your faith in God will be, incre- will be increased. And why would your faith in, faith in God be increased? Because as you begin to understand, as you begin to pray and God starts answering your prayers, little by little, your faith will be increased and your trust in God will be increased. And you'll understand that this works and that God is true and that God is there for you no matter what. There will be more harmony in your family, more fun, more laughter, more peace. I'm not going to say it's all going to be a bed of roses because the adversary, the devil, Lucifer, he's going to see the change starting to take place in your life. And when he starts to see that, you're going to come under attack. Weird things are going to happen. But that's all right. Hang in there with Jesus. Stick to Jesus. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's a promise from God. Hallelujah. Your finances would be handled differently. Yes, much differently. God will give you an understanding of his biblical plan for your finances, and that will help you. A lot of people have problems with their finances, how to budget, spending money, don't know where it went. Hallelujah is like holes in your pockets. Hallelujah just fell out somewhere, gone. Don't know, no budget. Your money's telling you where to go and telling instead of you telling your money where to go. Your friends and family may not understand your change, but God does. Do you remember the lepers in the in the uh, uh, the podcast called Attitude? If not, go back and listen to it. Hallelujah. I usually keep them up there for about 90 days or so. Go back and listen to it. It's called The Attitude. Only one leper returned. Hallelujah. What an attitude the others had or what an attitude he had. And what are you going to do when Jesus, when you come to Jesus through Into His Word podcast? Get in touch with us. Arrange an online Bible study. Arrange an in-person Bible study. Hallelujah. We're here to help you. We're here to help you through. We're here to take me through. Dear Lord, take me through. Take me through. Dear Lord, I want to go through. Take me through, dear Lord, I want to go through. Take me through, dear Lord, take me through. I can't go by myself, take me through. You got it, you got it. I can't go by myself, take me through. Well, hallelujah. See, without God, we can't do anything. So God's not going to leave you there stranded with no way to go. Hallelujah. He wants to take you up a little higher. He wants to rise you up above the turmoil, above the trials, above the tribulation, because there's going to, right now, he can raise you up in the natural. Hallelujah. And I don't mean, I mean, uh, how am I trying to say this? Why we're here upon the face of this earth. He can take us up to the next spiritual level. But hallelujah, there's going to come a time 
Hallelujah. When this world is going to be so horrible and so bad, God wants to take us up to the highest level. But we got to get prepared for that. So as I come to an end in this podcast, in this episode, let's pray right now. Hallelujah. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask that those that are listening, those that had an ear to hear, that they understand your word, God, that they understand the meaning of the words that were spoken, that they'll go ahead and if they need to refer to the episode called Attitude, if they need to, Lord, let them read the word of God that was mentioned. Matthew 28, 19. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 13. Uh, Luke. Hallelujah, Lord. Let them learn more about John the Baptist. Let them learn more about how important water is. Hallelujah to their survival in the spiritual realm, to their survival in the Christian church, Lord. God, be in us a well of living water springing up into everlasting life. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.